Yo, we are back again with another episode of Big Ten Coast to Coast. It's your boy Aaron Wright. Wall with my co-host Matt. What up, man? What up, what up, what up? We were just talking about this before the podcast started. Talking about uh, the death of Huntington Prep. Because we were talking about having uh, AJ Hogarth. It's, it's Hogarth, right? Hogarth, Hogarth is right we said. Hogarth. Yeah, AJ Hogarth's dad on the pod in a future episode. So we we both like really appreciate what a player AJ is. So getting his dad on would be cool to talk to him, pick his brain. But yeah, his senior year he went to Huntington Prep, which I believe no you said no longer exists, which no longer exists because yeah. COVID got him. Because the way that some of these like satellite prep schools work, like mm-hmm. they have to partner with a local school, whether it's right. a local charter, local Catholic, local Christian school, some local school, like that's how Ipsy Prep able to do their thing because they linked up with a local school in the area. Uh, Huntington Prep, mm. that's what they did. Um, I believe Prolific Prep does that as well. Um, so, like, what happened during COVID was uh, that Catholic school who they were attached to was, like, bleeding. And Huntington Prep also uh, had to make payments in order to be in their system. Yeah. So everything just kind of like went down the drain. So that's why we no longer have Huntington Prep, which is unfortunate because because I thought it was a I I thought they were trying to do things the right way. You know? Yeah, and I I remember like growing up looking at basketball recruiting or whatever. Huntington Prep always had a good team. They always had a good squad. They always had one or two really good players on the team. So it's kind of weird that they don't exist anymore. So I remember like Huntington was like invited to those events in Florida, like with IMG. Montverde, Oak Hill, right? Huntington would be right in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Oak Hill is more what you would call um, the blue blood, right? Because they're yeah. the one who's like, like started the whole thing back in the '80s with like Rod Strickland, um, and then you're starting to see other schools kind of, kind of, you know, take a similar approach, and and that's why you see so many prep schools. And that's why you don't see that one dominant school anymore. It's like, yeah, you have Montverde, you also have IMG, you have you have uh, Sunrise Academy, you have you have other options now, right? You have other yeah. options where you can go as a recruit. You don't got to go into the mountains of uh, Virginia just to you know hoop at a high level and play a national schedule. You can go to Florida. You can go to California. Um, you have options now. So I think that's always a plus for the prospect themselves. Yeah. I mean, and I, I have a top, uh, you know, prospect in high school. Like let's say I'll take Christian Lander, local, local kid as an example. Free Christian Lander. Free Christian Lander. Yeah. But I feel like he should have done his senior year instead of doing Indiana high school basketball. I know this is some Indiana fans are going to like kill me for this, but instead of doing Indiana high school basketball for his senior year, take a step up and go to a prep school. Like I, I feel like if you're a national top ranked prospect, like it's a good idea to go to one of these schools. It's good for development. Also it's good for like life skills wise. Like you learn to live on your own, kind of go to school away from your parents, like and not reclass and not reclass, but not reclass is a big thing. All right. I am anti reclass. Stay in high school. If you're if you're guard, you better not reclass. Yes, because we don't see positive things happening with reclassing guards. If you're reclassing big, that's that's turned out to go a lot better. Um, but yo, uh, we had a we had a Big Ten 
basketball space a couple nights ago, and you know we were planning something. You know, we were just been being there, chop it up a little bit, and and that's that. But it, it ended up being what like three hours. Yeah, it ended up being like three hours, and it was we were like running down the different Big Ten teams, and um, and Hunter Dickinson re- requested to come up and talk to us. Yeah. And uh, he was up there for what, like almost two hours just like talking basketball. So I kind of got to open it up to you because I feel that like him and I kind of dominated the the the, uh, the conversation and like I kind of got lost in it. Um, yeah. But a step back, like I have to ask you, like, what are some things you noticed? Like, what are some things you wanted to uh, follow up on? Well, the first thing was his his love for – Maryland, right, and, and the the DMV area, right, because he went to I, I forget which school he went to. DeMatha. school, right? Yeah, Damatha, right. He went he went to Damatha, um, and he was just saying like how good Maryland's going to be this year, right? And the, you know, because we were talking about Maryland, like who's their point guard, right? Um, and that that transfer from Charlotte, uh, is it Jameer Jameer Wright? Jameer Young, Jameer, Jameer Young, yeah, yeah Jameer Young. Um, and he was just like, yeah, Jameer Young's like going to be so good like you guys are like totally underrating him and that was a guy I was like I I had you know I I feel like I know a lot about basketball I know a lot about college basketball I I follow you know especially the Big Ten landscape and just you know the college basketball landscape the whole he was a guy I was going into I was like he might be decent but like hearing that from Hunter is like okay you got your your opponent's respect that way like okay this is a guy maybe I am not so high on that I should be looking at why am I not so high on this guy. And it's his boy, too. So this is yeah. someone who, one, is his boy. Two, he was also a team takeover. Team takeover, uh, if you guys don't know, is one of the top EYBL Nike programs in the entire country, right? Yep. So, you know, he's on that team. The way that team takeover works, they're a big culture program. If you're dropping 10, 12, 13 points with team takeover, you are legit. There are some programs out there that have like one or two dudes scoring like twenty five a game, but they don't win, right? Team yeah. takeover thing is win, 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 and um, and you know he kind of said what kind of happens on some of these teams where even though you're you're really really good, what happens when you're buried behind an all American and Jeremy Roach, who's yeah he's been what a two year starter at Duke now, um. Yep. You know, someone who's like led that team to a Final Four, and not led, but was a was a, a big part of them getting to that point. Um, but you know, he's playing behind Jeremy Roach, and you know, it's almost like it's almost like you know he got he got shafted recruiting wise because of that. Yeah, and he ends up going to Charlotte. Yeah. But, but I think it ended up working out well for him in the end, though, right? Because, like, he's a guy that his recruiting profile, he wasn't going to end up – I don't think he was going to end up jumping a lot of spots, right, even if he did play on, like, a you know a crappy AAU team, right? So right. he ends up benefiting by playing on a better team, playing with better players, going somewhere, and then transferring. So now he's going to be the starting point guard in Maryland, right? And he was n- not going to be that probably coming out of high school, That's what regardless of wherever he was. And look, when – look. He was a – look, he didn't just go to Charlotte and just chill. No. Like, you're talking about someone 
I have to I have to check. Give me like give me like twenty seconds because I can check. I can continue talking about stuff with Hunter while you look this up. But uh, yeah, yeah, because like he was high in Maryland. Um, the fat cat story, something that you guys missed. If you, you did miss that. That was that was hilarious. I can't believe up. that he brought up. He said fat cat, and I got PTSD right right away. I'm like, please be a different fat cat. Okay, okay. For, the, for those that missed, it's a 250, wait, 250 pound, like six foot two guard that he's like five eleven, six feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's just like a street baller, and the ant's like, oh, I got this guy because he looks like the easiest cover, and then like legit, like makes ant like three seconds later yell for switches, right? Like that's that's the story, right? You're just calling for switch immediately. Yes, it was like it was bad, like. He was hitting me with like in and out cross spins, just stuff that I'm just like, yo, like come on, bro, like what's going on right now, man? And, and he's like, what? He's two fifty two, so like, yeah, he's like a he's, big dude. So like, so like yeah. when you are okay, when you're at a certain level and you get someone on your hip, it's over. It's over, and, and like he shook me. Just a few inches either way, and then he just uses body and just boom. Now I'm on his hip. It's over. Yep. You can't do nothing about that. You can't do anything. And then just one little one little tricep or elbow. Now he's in front of me by a foot. And then he slows down in front of you. And you can't get past him because he's so big. Yeah. Right. Then, it's, then like then like he's he's either shooting a floater, he's hitting a lay. Or he's hitting a little drop off, and it, it was just, it was just, it was just not fair, bro. It was not fair. Um, so yeah, all right. Jameer Young, he yep. was twenty eighth in the country in scoring last year. Yeah, that's pretty good. Twenty eighth, really insanely good. Yeah, I mean, like to be in the top twenty in in the country, you're averaging what twenty plus points. Uh, he was at nineteen points. Nineteen, yeah. yeah. Like he was putting up more points than EJ Liddell, Julius Champagne. I mean, David Roddy, like, he was putting up, like, Buddy Beheim, like, he was putting up numbers more, like, like higher than them. Yeah, more than Trace and also more than Hunter as well. He's at 19. More than Trace and more than Hunter as well. Yep, yep. More than Two favorites for Big Ten Player of the Year, right? So. You know, 6'1", 190. You know, he's – it sounds like he's just going to be in the outright bucket. Um, We'll see how he does with Willard, but Willard does really good job with guards. Especially yeah. high scoring guards. Um, what he was able to do with Bryce Aiken last year is pretty, pretty good. Yes. Um, yeah. What he was able to do with um, those other guards that he had, um, uh, Miles Powell from a couple years ago, remember him? Um, one of the highest scores in the country. Yeah. Um, you know, him being the way that he is with guards in this area. If he recruits, Maryland's going to be dangerous, bro. Maryland has a chance to be real dangerous. If he has access to Baltimore and, like, Newport News and the D.C. area, like, you don't need to recruit anywhere else. (laughs) If you are are in tune with those three spots, that's half your team right there, easily. That's half your team. And then go get some dudes who can shoot it. Go get you a big who's a bruiser and can do a couple things, a rim runner. 
you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Yeah, so um, as far as, like, Maryland goes, because you're talking about recruiting, right? I didn't realize that Maryland actually choked recruiting the DMV. Because I thought for sure, I was like, they at least have to get some people from there. Because you were talking about, was it people from Oak Hill or was it DeMatha that they hadn't had somebody go since 2006? Well, actually, it's like 2002 or 2003. That was the last recruiting class. I know that Travis Garrison was there through 2006 yeah, or, or through 2005, something like that. But he was the last one to go to Maryland. Now, now look, Maryland has had like Anthony Collins. He's from the WCAC. He went to he went to St. John's. Um, yeah, Mello Trimble. He went. He was in the WCAC. He went to O'Connell. Um, so those guys are from the WCAC. Those guys are from the DMV. But it's literally the Dematha. Because Dematha is like the mecca of basketball around here, so right. that's always been a big thing. Because, like Hunter said, Dematha and College Park are separated by five lights. They're they're on the same road. Yeah, they're on the same road. Route one. If you Google right now, college. If you Google right now, University of Maryland uh, directions to. Uh, directions to Dematha Catholic, it's going to be one straight blue line that goes like, I think like one point something miles. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's disgusting. And, and like, and Turgeon just, he just didn't, he just didn't do it. And then there was, then like, there's some, there's some beef there. Um, there's some beef there that I don't know the full details of. So I'm not gonna not gonna really like talk talk about it, but there's some beef in there, bro. That like he he was he was better off not even showing up to to <laughs> like, yeah. like yo, you're much better off going. And that's five lights away. That's the school five lights away. That's like supposed to be the best school in the area. I don't Becca, like you're talking uh-huh. about the WCAC, which is the best Catholic league in the country. That's for football and basketball, in my opinion. The best in the country. And you can't even go to the best one? You, you can't even go to the best school that's that's right down the road? Man, how is he not fired earlier? Because I feel like, like, look, if if you're an Indiana head coach, right, and this is partly why Tom Crean got fired at the end of the day. If you're an Indiana head coach and you can't get guys from Indiana high school basketball, like you can't go up and get the guys in Fishers and Carmel and the people that, you know, go to – um, all the Catholic and private schools in the state. If you can't pull guys from from actually inside Indiana, you know, high school basketball, you're gonna the fans are gonna hate you. Like the legit, they're just like not gonna want to root for the team because like half half the reason people are even fans of the team, like to begin with, was that Indiana used to have guys from the college ranks yeah. or from the high school ranks, sorry, play in college. So the team used to have guys you could grow up watching play from like when they're little kids. And if, um, you deviate, and if you deviate from that, you better be so freaking good that they have no choice but to like Exactly, it. exactly. And Tom Crean got away with that for a while because he started pulling guys like Victor Oladipo or um, OG Ananobi, guys guys from from outside that he developed into good players. But when the Cody Zellers of the world stopped coming to Indiana, that is when the problem started. Mm-hmm. And then the fans couldn't take you know a lack of success anymore and just like, 
kind of faltering and not making the tournament or, or barely making the tournament. They were just tired of that. And then they ended up getting uh, Archie Miller, which didn't end up working out well. But now we'll see um, how things are going. But I, I'm surprised that like a program like Maryland that's so talent, like it's such a talent-rich area that you could go so long with a coach that doesn't recruit the area. Like this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, man, it's it's mind-boggling, bros, mind-boggling. And, you know, like – like thinking back at you know, like thinking back on everything, I'm pretty sure you've you've heard my uh, my story about when when our teammate committed to Maryland. No, I haven't heard this. Oh, so so all right, look, so so Landon Milburn, right? Okay, he committed to Maryland. Okay, our lunch table. Was me, <laughs> uh, Ty Lawson, okay, <laughs> Nolan, Nolan Smith, okay, Mike Beasley, oh damn, and this dude named Jeff Allen, and it was lunch table, and it was Landon, right? So yeah, I so I went to a Nike school. Nolan, uh, Nolan went to Duke. That's a Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, Nike for UNC. They they may have been Jordan at the time. Not sure. Um, then there was Mike Beasley, who was who was just all Adidas, no matter what. Then yeah. there was Jeff Allen, who was like Nike, and he sits down at the table. The table's real quiet, real quiet. Yeah. Also to note, all five of us. Where 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 are we from? You're from the DMV area. The DMV area. Yeah. Right. So not only did you go to that school, who we shall not name, but they were also sponsored by Under Armour. Right. At so none of you guys were like, you guys were like, nah, immediately. At the time, Under Armour was just known for their dry fits. Right. Right. So us being high school kids, right? Um, we for 40 minutes straight. It was a roast session. Everybody was crying in tears, laughing. Oh, no. Yo, he, I swear, he almost decommitted. I swear he was thinking about it. Because we were, like, we were so confused. We were, like, (laughs) someone asked him, are the shoes made out of dry fit? Oh, no. So as, like, 17, 18-year-olds, we're just crying. We're just laughing so hard because, like, because like Under Armour wasn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't. Yeah, it's not cool. It, it's right. just, it's still not. Like, it, they try to get Steph Curry, and it's like, eh, do I do I want to roll up wearing Under Armour shoes? <laughs> I mean, it is a little bit better now. It is better now. It's pro- it's much better than what it once was. Oh, yeah. At the time, I, it was like- the mom brand, bro. I remember Under Armour came out. My mom used to wear it, and I was like, "Mom, what are you doing? Just go get like Nike or Adidas." She's like, "No, this is like cheap or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay." And she's like, "Gets like the Under Armour leggings or whatever," and that's it, like the dry fit stuff. Oh yeah. So like we thought that their jerseys were going to be made out of dry fit. Their shorts were dry fit. <laughs> were like going to be like laceless. Just straight dry fit. Yeah. Wearing like socks out there. It was so it was so bad. But like that was the wildest lunch. That was the wildest lunch 
Um, but you're, I, just, uh, you're just roasting this poor kid's college decision. That's crazy. Yeah, but, you know, it's all good. But, like, that was, like, a part of the Maryland stigma, you know? Like, none yeah. of us considered going to Maryland. None of us did. None of us did. Like, at no point were we like, yo, I want to go to Maryland. And it's Is it, weird. <laughs> isn't the Under Armour CEO also a Maryland grad? Is he? Yeah. I thought that's why they, they got sponsored by them, because he's a Maryland grad. Interesting. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. Maryland doesn't even feel like an Under Armour school. They they feel like a Nike school. Like I, they, I, Nike. they were a Nike school, weren't they? When they're in the ACC, right? Before, yeah, before they, they went to they Under Armour. Yeah, they need to go back, bro. They, 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 yeah. They need to go back. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, – <laughs> that, that was a hilarious lunch but it's it's funny how like we were so taboo about Maryland so taboo about um not Georgetown hasn't didn't get there yet but but we were really taboo about Maryland where it, it just we were like we would never go there type of deal we didn't know why but we would never go there None of our boys went there. Nobody in, in our you know Nike circuit went there. Yeah. And, like, nobody we really knew or rocked with went there. So for 20 years, basically, Maryland couldn't pull anyone. They, you know, they were, they were, like, they were getting certain guys from there. So my teammate yeah. on my, on my eighth grade AAU team, he ended up going there, um, he ended up getting a, a full ride and going there. Uh, Kyle Hayes. Kyle it's Hayes. Just, it's just crazy, though, because, like, you, like, brought up the people from the DMV that went to Maryland recently, and it's, like, all of their good players. Yes. It's so funny. It's so funny. And it's even funnier. It's even funnier because, like, I have some uh, I have some Maryland uh, uh, 24-7 sports and, like, beat riders who, like, who follow my page and everything. And um, I put out, I put out the other day, um, not the other, the other day, but it, this, this was like around, around like March. It was around March. Yeah. And I said, I said, Duke has, I said, Duke has six. I believe, okay. So I, I said, you know, like, like I said, Duke's last, Five national titles. They've they've always had at least one player from the DMV. From the DMV, yeah. So like, I tweeted that out, and then the Maryland dude quote tweets it and just just pissed off. Yeah, just like this is this is why this is like like this is why Maryland's in this state because they can't recruit the area, and he just went off, bro. I I don't blame him though, but like, cause like that's ridiculous. It's just like terrible program management. It's like you have a a coach that's just sitting there. He yeah, he gets you like decent amount of wins. I guess Mark Turgeon, especially the height of his powers, did. But like he still like didn't ever recruit the area well. And then like you were talking about people at Demath, just like nah, like not even wanted like talk to him. They're five streets down the road. I I brought it up. So it was March 26th. I said all five Duke national championship teams had at least one player from the DMV area. Yeah. And that's what's, and that's what's kind of so, 
it's so funny because I tweeted that out because Trevor Keels, Jeremy Roach. From DMV. Yeah. yeah. Those are all DMV dudes. So, like, right away you knew. So, hey, they had everything that everything right, everything right. And someone asked me, they're like, hey, who was it when they beat Wisconsin? Quinn Cook. Yeah. DMV dude right there. And Quinn Cook was a really good player. Yeah, he was oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, he spent some time in the league. I'm not sure if he's still in the league, but you know, good for him being able to, uh, to even just get there. Because like, usually four-year small point guards – like yeah. you really don't you really don't see them get that shot, but you know he was able to play. I believe he played under the Warriors for a while, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He was a backup point guard for Steph Curry for a while. He's got a couple chips, I think. Yeah, he's with the he's 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 with the Kings, with the Kings now. So Quinn Cook went to Dematha and he went to Oak Hill. Dematha and Oak Hill. Um. He's with the Kings now, two-time NBA champion, 2018 and in 2020. Uh, I think he was with the Lakers in 2020. That was the bubble year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's had a real nice career, bro. Real nice career. He's got some chips, man. He has nothing to – When are we doing – by the way, for those that listen to the podcast, when are we doing the Big Ten players in the NBA podcast? We got to do that next week. Because opening night's the twenty second, right? So yeah, we should do that soon. We should definitely yeah. do that soon. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We definitely got to do that. Um, we have to go back and like make sure that we, like, we like, like do the do the research. We'll probably split up with like uh, who should do who and who should get get who and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you ready to pivot to football? Let's do football, baby. 